0: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast, live on YouTube, Twitter and Facebook as always on a match day evening. I'm joined by Ashley Priest from what looks like a warehouse, but it's the concourse at Turf Moor. You just said, Ashley before we started, match days are mad, um, so I appreciate your time as always. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm much better
1: after a win, so it makes the job a little bit easier, doesn't it? And, um... So, yeah, buzzing with that. Really good today, Dan. I don't know if you've seen it or not any clips, but uh, Villa were uh, very good. Yeah. Mm. Rufus up front for once as well. Really, really good up front. And Emmy uh, Buendia, start with the show.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get into all that and more as we go through. Apologies to the podcast listeners. Ash's audio is a bit echoey, but as you can see, where he is, this is the nature of the beast. Um, let's go back, as we always do, and start with first things first. Team news it makes sense to do it in chronological order. We kind of said, didn't we, yesterday in our, our Facebook live preview, maybe it wasn't quite the location for Coutinho to shine, so maybe it was time for Buendia. He comes in at, at number 10 behind the two strikers. Tim Irabunum is, is not dropped, but, you know, yeah. dropped for the arch effectively. And Douglas Luiz is back in there replacing Ramsey. Um, and who's the other one midfield? McGinn, Louise,
1: Callum Chambers.
0: Chambers, there we go. Give me your thoughts on team news. You're you're obviously at Burnley when it drops through in the press box and all that kind of stuff. What's the reaction?
1: Well, prior to that, we had a good chat in the press line saying, is it right to start Tim Ireland-Brunham today? Burnley away. They're faulty for the laws. I think it'd be unfair to start him. So that was an interesting little chat we had uh, prior to to the team news announcement. And it proved true, didn't it? You put Callum Mm. Chambers in there. You can see why, really, uh, given the, the threat they posed. Burnley going two up front. Um, pumping boards into the box and, and yeah um, yeah it was a surprise to the Chambers in there that was that was the, the standout and obviously Coutinho being dropped for the first time we did call call, call that yesterday and um, um, did Buni take his chance really took his chance mm. and Gerard was asked afterwards do you need Coutinho now do you need him and Ger- Gerard answer I want them both I want them both in <laughs> the next season two good players they can play together we, they can't play every week I know that but. He wants them both for next season. He stressed it again. So, uh, yeah, he wants that deal to go through, regardless
0: yep. of what he for. I was going to ask you that question, actually, so we'll, we'll come to that a little bit later. I know that's Gerald, Gerald's answer. is going to be that, isn't it? He's always going to say he, he wants him. You know, he's, he's certainly not going to come out and go, oh, we don't need him, because that's, that's the totally wrong tone. Um, yeah. But he's always going to want, you know, a manager who wants as many players as possible, so I understand that. But it's not a bad substitute, is it, when you're 2 up already or throwing it up to go, you know what, let's continue some minutes. Yeah. That's it. That shows how, how far we've we'll come, I suppose. That Philip Coutinho is now a substitute.
1: Exactly. The strength in depth there, isn't there? Uh, with that one, and there'll be more to come in the summer. Some more big names, I suspect, as well. But, but yeah, on that showing, mean, I think Danny Ings were very good today. That's 4 yeah. in 4 with Burnley for Him, He looked really sharp. And as. Oh, no, going <laughs> Watkins. So I'll trying to get back in uh, <laughs> some lots. Um good miss, isn't it? But where uh, was with Coutinho? Um, yeah, I think Gerald stressed that we've got Liverpool on Tuesday. Games coming thick and fast now throughout this month. Coutinho's played a lot of football hasn't he and um, I asked Gerard, was Coutinho happy being dropped he said was he disappointed but no he wasn't disappointed he realised why would well, we well, take him out of the team he's played a lot of football lately and he realised that Amy Buendia deserves a crack from the start mm. and the pair of them get on really well beyond the scenes as well and he, he was he was buzzing with what Buendier produced out there today as well so Gerard said there's no, there's no egos in this group they're, they're a good set of lads and um, they're all striving for the same thing so that bodes well um, Gerard challenged them before the game Burnley got a purpose But so have we We've got a real purpose And go and show that today We want to finish in the top half this season That's the carrot for Villa now And mm. yeah Really impressive showing today Really was
0: I thought a win would have taken us into the top half But it doesn't If I quickly flash up the league table Palace won, you know,
1: didn't
0: I? Yeah, we're 11th Palace winning as well Up to 44 points for them 43 for us I mean, that Palace game Beat you know, If we beat them at Villa Park next, That's next Saturday, isn't it? I think Sunday, I mean, yeah. that- or a Sunday, that could pretty much be, you know, the winner of that gets top 10, almost. So, if you beat them and you beat Burnley at home, then it doesn't guarantee Villa top 10, but it certainly goes a long way to get in there. Um, on Emi Buendia, we've talked a lot, haven't we, this season and, and in years gone by about having this, these squad players come in and, and not really making a, a difference. You know, somebody's underperforming, this time it's Coutinho, and they get replaced, and the replacement doesn't really do a lot. Bailey, in recent weeks, not really taking his chance Wendy, though, I think he'd come on against Norwich and got an assist in something like 15 minutes of game time. Yep. And the first 31, 32 minutes of today, day, he's got the assist and the goal. Um, and an impressive all-round performance for the little warrior, his new nickname. Um, good little player. I mean, we're like surprised. we spent £38 million on him. We, yeah, this is what he should be doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was player of, the, player of the Month in January, really kicking on in the new year. Then, obviously, Coutinho comes in, changes yeah. the dimension a little bit. But that's only his third goal this season, Dan. Third Villa goal from the Premier League. And you want more from your, your club record by. And But, yeah, his, his end product's getting there. His, his assist for um, the opener as well was brilliant. That, that yeah. way to pass for him was, was exceptional. And um, that's where Perfect. he won him. So, so, yeah, I mean, he'll kick on next season. But from what we've seen today, we showing flashes of why Villa signed him. And like you say, Steve says there, when there, boom, really look, really looks, look, looks up for it. And... Um, yeah, Real talent on our hands He's never been in that really But he hasn't shown it on a consistent basis He's felt sorry for himself a few times He's hmm. been um, he's Punching the grass and like, Been frustrated Given Villa's season Villa's season has been just the same hasn't it? Really frustrating season So yeah. Good pre-season behind him He's got a manager who believes in him And um, Yeah I think he can thrive now
0: um, talking about the rest of the midfield, then I'll kind of give you, you know, sixty seconds, ninety seconds to assess that that midfield trio. First of all, it's Callum Chambers at DM with with McGinn and Louise as eights, effectively. So a bit on Louise playing a bit further forward, and, and Chambers. We said yesterday, didn't we, in the preview about him being a utility man? Can he be a, a maybe a long term option at DM, or is he a, is he a centre back?
1: I think he's a centre back. I think it early today, first five minutes, I think Burnley jumped on him, struggled with the pace pace Burnley set. And um, Got dispossessed a few times But yeah, going into the game You can see why he was put in there His size and stature He's decent on the mm. ball uh, And he, like I say, he improved as the game went on But I mean, Villa need an out and 8 number 6 to, to come in there And a, a good one at that um, Yeah, Douglas Lewis, good in that number 8 position today Technically very good um, And he proved the points again today I, I asked Gerard about him he was, he was impressed with him And with McGinn as well McGinn's got that, um, that physicality you need in, in the engine room where I think Douglas lacks that little bit at the time. So they complemented each other quite well today, I thought, that, 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 that midfield three. And obviously, the tip of it was, was Enri Buendia, who is brilliant. So, yeah, um, I was blending there today. You had height, you had a bit of physicality, and a bit of quality on the ball. And, yeah, midfield was very good today. And that, I think that's what won the Villa the game, to be honest, because that, that's, what, that's what started all, all the moves that mm-hmm. went forward. And, and, yeah, very good in there.
0: Do you think that, that maybe that system or that balance is more so what we'll see from Gerard's side next season? Maybe not that specific personnel, but that way of playing and, and that that set up, a proper DM to sit there two eights and a ten behind two strikers. Will that be the system?
1: Yeah, it looks so much more balanced in there now. Um <clears throat> Gerard likes having Watkins and Ings up front. Uh he complimented them tonight as well. That they worked hard for each other. He likes these play he likes his midfield to be compact and when you play a diamond like that, you can ask Buendia to drop in and you can be. Um, mm. So I think that's the system to go forward with now. I really do. He'll have two number 10s next season should he get the Coutinho deal done. And he'll obviously want to strengthen in the, in the number eight positions as well. And and yeah, I think that's the way to go forward now. It looks really good. It really does. Um, and like you say, yeah, so I suppose he Carney today. Carney come on for his first appearance yeah. since mid-February. So that's promising you always kick yourself after. I should have asked Gerard about him, but you can't ask them all. So, what what that bodes, we shall see. Um, so, yeah, um, pretty pleasing.
0: John Townley wrote a comment piece on truckmaker on Wednesday on our Claremont Blue newsletter, which will uh, be on, on site at some point over the weekend. So, if you sign up to the newsletter, you can get uh, exclusive articles like that kind of saying, yeah, he's not played since February. Let's, let's see what Gerard does with him for the rest of the season. You know, give him some, you know, the carrot of some minutes and potentially a new deal and then, uh, Will that happen, won't it happen? And then let literally, literally the next game, Chuck comes on and to be fair, it looks all right in, in little spells I've, I've seen for him, a couple of little solo runs. Yeah. Um big physicality, isn't it, for for such a, a a young kid. Yeah. And if you think if he does sign a long uh, a, a long term contract, you've got him, Ira and Ramsey as your kinda of next midfield three off off the um off the ranks kind of thing. Good little system, isn't it? We've got there with it the, with the academy. Some good, good youngsters coming through, and then the likes of Barry, Archer, Kessel Haven. How
1: did Swindon do today? Sorry, and kept up.
0: Uh, they finished in the playoffs, but I don't know Quite what good. the result was. Yeah, um, I can find out there, but yeah, good news. They, the they won 3 0. Harry McCurdy scored uh 3 0 against Warsaw, so they finished uh good. fourth, I think,
1: yeah, in the playoffs. And brilliant news for Louis Barry, yeah.
0: Sixth, so like, oh, they finished sixth. They're just about sneaked in there. Yeah, playoffs for Louis Barry. Um But yeah, six times, isn't it, for, for the long term uh, of, of the club with these with these youngsters coming through. Whatever does happen with them.
1: Yeah, like you say, I think Gerard said the other day, age is just a number. If you're good enough, mm. you apply. If, you, if you're out yeah. training, out training, you're seeing your pros. You're going to play. That's the bottom line, and that's the, that's the demands he's set. We've seen it with Team Carney, Jacob's the prime example. A little update on Jacob. He's not going to be ready for Liverpool on Tuesday. We don't think. Okay. That's a bit ambitious for him to, to play on Tuesday, so he'll miss out there. Um, would have been probably on the bench anyway, given given the form, the midfield show today, but he won't be rushed in, I suspect. So he'll be back for the Palace game, maybe. So that's Jacob. And yeah, it does bode well. But like you say, age is just a number. If you're good enough, you'll play.
0: There's a comment from, uh, was it Paul? Phil, sorry. Uh, will we play three at the back against Liverpool? Gerard mentioned a formation change. That was in his interview to, to Villa TV. I don't know whether it was the same in, in the presser. Uh, kind of talked about, um, oh, I wish I'd wrote it down in the phrase, something like, yeah, we'll make a few tweaks to the, the personnel and the, the system or something like that. Um, I don't know whether that means three at the back, whether it means two holding midfielders rather than two number eight, potentially. Um Goodbye. Again, kind of looking ahead to the next game, also and talking about Burnley, but how do you how do you combat Liverpool?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, it's a bit of a tough one, isn't it? At the moment, they're flying high. Um, three at the back. I don't know. I think it worked quite well today. You got to watch the Liverpool's wingers cutting in. Obviously, Villa playing so narrow, they're they're open respect to to being um, exploited down the side. So, yeah, I think given given. Villa's personnel and the tweaks he keeps making, Gerard. He's got a squad who can be adaptable and versatile. So, hmm. whatever he chooses to do, he'll look to exploit Liverpool. But it's easier said than done. and Tough task on Tuesday, but who knows, mate. Um, would it be surprised if I see three at the back? A little bit, given given the way Liverpool play with, with one front man and the all-interchange, maybe. I think he might stick with what, what, he, what we've done today. But to go two up front against Liverpool, Dan, would be quite bullish, wouldn't it?
0: Mm. What about three at the back, Chambers, Mings, concert, Dean and Cash as your wing-backs backs or your full-backs, yep. Nakamba and Timmy and potentially as two DMs, with maybe McGuin as your third midfielder, with Watkins and Ings up front, a really don't, defensive don't, 3 5 two. Don't, don't put it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cynical among some of the fans will wonder how that game will play out with the Gerard factor, I would assume, just because... The reputation of Stephen Gerrard beating Liverpool to cost them the title, that kind of storyline coming there. Um, but the professional he is also, he's not going to roll over and say, Here you go, Liverpool, here's 30 points. But there is kind of this extra additional storyline, isn't there, to that game now?
1: I think I want to prove, you want to beat them. You want to prove to him that, look.
0: Will he, a, Will he want to beat them and stop them winning the title? Like, I got that. Something's a part of me that can't compute that. He
1: he's, he's, he's got an ego <laughs> I mean, himself. He's got an ego himself, and he, if he wants that top job one day, then uh, this will go a long way in doing that, beating Liverpool. Yeah. it would be some story, yeah, I haven't got my head around it yet. I'm still, I'm still, at, I'm still at Turf Moor here, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll get my head around that one. It's, it's some story, isn't it? Um, well, we wasn't allowed to ask him about any Liverpool questions because his pre-Liverpool uh, press-out is tomorrow, so that will come okay. out then. But yeah, it is a f- funny little story, isn't it? And Like I said, but if you're a professional,
0: you want yeah, to yeah. He'll want to Ooh. win every game for Villa. There's just that little part of me that of thinks the Liverpool connection. Uh, back to Burnley and Southmore. Then we talked about Coutinho and Brendia slightly. and That's kind of the biggest talking point on, on the comments and on social media this afternoon. Do we need Coutinho? And it's kind of this £30 million headache for Gerald. And we know his stance on it is he'll want as many top players as possible. And to a certain extent, I agree with that. You know, You don't turn down a player like that. But if finances are kind of, not limited, but £30 million is thirty million, and his wages are going to be a decent whack as well, does that kind of take away from another position that we need? Because when Amy Buendia, if you're only going to play one number 10, one of those is going to sit on the bench at some point over the course of the season. So do you just say, right, we don't need Coutinho. Buendia plays 38 games, hopefully, regarding no injuries. And we spend that £33 million elsewhere. Yeah. We know Gerard's you know, team Coutinho, although he does love Buendia as well, to be fair. So, how do you assess it? What, what, what do you think will happen with Coutinho?
1: I'd say back, back the manager in what, what he wants to do. Let him build his own squad. Uh, he obviously wants Coutinho in on a permanent deal. Yes, it is a risk. Yes, it is pricey. But you've got to back the manager and you live and die by that decision. Um, he wants some quality players in through the door. I think Coutinho can help people come in. and mm. he, He's got that draw, hasn't he, about him? And Yes, we need to see a little bit more. Uh, he's only shown it in a handful of games. But... Uh, with a good pre-season behind him obviously it was a stop start campaign for him last season at Barcelona he hasn't been himself arrived at Villa did really well and he's obviously tired off a little bit because I think he's probably overperforming in the first few weeks um, but yeah, I think, yeah I'll back the manager with this one back it's his call and um, i would back him like you say Emmett Brunier will go through peaks and troughs for him Continue yeah. a lot you've got both of them take your pick it? and two good players
0: it's kind of like the Watkins and Ings thing, wasn't it, at the start of this season? Yes. And now it's it's kind of nailed on that they start every game together for the rest of the season and I think there was All a start. Of, game,
1: huh? Yeah, I think
0: Villa posted that Ings had got three assists and four goals in these last seven games, or, or yep. the other way around, seven goals contributions in seven games. Something yep. like a goal contribution every fifty-nine minutes or something like that. Yep. Um which is which is pretty impressive. Watkins as well, up to double figures now. The first Englishman to do more than ten to do more than ten goals to score more than ten goals in back-to-back seasons uh, since Gabriel Bonnehaw, the first Villa striker to do that since Christian Um, Benteke. Good statage, robbed it from elsewhere. Um, When we talked a few weeks ago about, you know, we reviewed our pre-season predictions and we're saying like thirty-five goals for the both of them. We kind of set them a new target, didn't we, of of how many to get for the rest of the season? And we kind of said if Ings and Watkins can get twenty between them. That would be a pretty pretty kind of decent end to the season. It's good. They're pretty much on track for that, aren't they? Now, is it 17 between the two of them?
1: Well, did I say back at the Aston Social 35?
0: think we said between 30 and 35 between us, which, I mean, if that happens, we're we're in for a real treat to the end of the season. But if um, they can kind of continue the form that they've shown in the last two or three games, you've got two games now at home against Palace and Burnley, who Palace have got a top 10 finish to play for. Burnley are obviously still going to be fighting, but well I'll come back to that in a sec um, yeah 20 goals seems achievable between those two doesn't it
1: it does it on form as well Dan strikers on mm. form a dangerous proposition for anyone even Liverpool so Watkins and Ings will cause Liverpool problems on Tuesday I, I, I believe that and you know what for scoring goals it's, it becomes a habit so yeah. long mate continue Ings is 3 off 10 now so he'll be aiming for double figures and Watkins yeah Watkins probably a bit, bit of a tough he got 14
0: to- last didn't he it'd be nice if he could match last pass. season but
1: yeah. yeah, got close to it. So yeah, long may continue. Let the goals keep flowing.
0: Yeah, um, what I was going to say is there was talk before in the last few weeks. I think before, probably maybe before the Leicester game of like, feel I might be in trouble and where's the next points coming from? And then you get seven out of nine and start scoring goals. Clean sheet again would have been nice today to make it three in a row. That's slightly annoying. Um, wow. But you know people are going, oh Burnley, like they'll take six points off us. It's like what were we worried about? Burnley look pap, and whoever finishes if they you know, if they're not the ones to go down, whoever finishes below them, they're a poor side because they've had this little mini resurgence. But
1: Shh,
0: remember, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's probably one of the most comfortable games we've like. That's fair. I've I've had some half chances, but they're, they're straight at martino from from the bits I've seen. But you know, that was fairly routine from Villa to be turning up at half time and then that third goal being the killer well, kind of moment, you know, 40, you know, 50 minutes or something like that early in the second yeah. half. That kills the game. And, you know, I'm looking at that next next Thursday or Thursday, Thursday after next, it Villa Park and should be beating them again.
1: Yeah. You sure? There's a bit of trepidation in the press room beforehand, not from me. Obviously, I was backing Villa all the day, and they said, "Oh, a bit of a bit of a tough one today." Burnley, won the last three games, faulting for everything. But I thought, you know what? Villa can burst the bubble today. Uh, they can't yeah. keep keep winning games, and given Villa's quality they've got, and a lot like the team beforehand, a lot like the team he picked, a bit, bit of a tweaking system, and yeah, I backed them. They did the, the, today, and I fully deserved to have that three points. And yeah, very good away day it was, and. Um, mm. Just that clean sheet at the end, I was gutted about that. I, I, I sort of clean in my copycat I'd be at to move <laughs> it out quickly, like, oh, get rid of it quick. And yeah, that was a bit, of a bit annoying, but very good at why, why win today. And everyone was on it, everyone was on it today.
0: Uh, There's a comment from Really Random Review says good win, yeah, for sure. Tom says best away win of the season, which I still don't think I can quite beat Man United away just because it's Man United. Although yeah. everyone beats them. Um, <laughs> Simon says great performance, having a proper defensive minded number six makes such a difference. Big shout out to Emmy as well. Simplicity well, Tom, Um yeah. I like the little time-wasting stuff and people go, no, oh, it's only Burnley. It's only Burnley that have had a good little run with, with three in a row. You'll beat what's in front of you. I don't care who it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't mind a bit of time wasting it, tuning up after 40 minutes because teams do that to us and we sit on the podcast and go, oh, it's annoying Casper Schmeichel doing this, doing that. Now we've got someone who can do it instead. So let's, uh-huh. let's enjoy it while we can. Um, but yeah, how important was that first goal for you being being in the stadium to, to go up in, in in the first seven or eight minutes, whatever it was? Yeah. Um, Burnley have have got to come out anyway being the home side, but they yeah. they, they've got to do so even more after you go up early because if it gets to nil-nil at half-time and starts to get a bit antsy, Villa you know, is kind of thinking, oh, how's this going to go? Fans are getting a bit weird about it. Get rid of all that by scoring early and, and that that's what Villa did and that's so important.
1: Yeah, it was very open. Uh, open in the first 10 minutes, it was. Uh, end to end at times. And like I say, Martinez was playing up a little <laughs> bit, taking this thing out of the game and and like you say Villa went for it themselves and Amy Wendy found that little bit, little pocket of space, and Wat- Watkins and Ings were making the runs and he found him and yeah he did settle the nerves a little bit in the crowd down mm. and then Martinez was p- playing him up terrible which is good to see so um, yeah took the sting out of the crowd today and got them really frustrated and, and Villa got the rewards
0: oh, I thought you we were going to keep going I was just going to comment saying Man United 4-0 There they are Man United <laughs> losing 4-0 to Brighton bloody hell Maybe us beating them away isn't that impressive after all. Broughton, Broughton, um, uh, Brighton, obviously, yeah, they got 47 points. Is that live? Is that now? It is, yeah. So, yeah, they would have been on 44. Uh, that win so takes to 47. Yeah, that's mad. Man United losing 4 0 to Brighton. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Man of the match, Emi Bendia, I guess. Is there yeah, any Emin other Brandia. standouts?
1: 9 out of 10 Danny Ings and Watkins up front were good good value um, Ings was on for an 8 but he, he played him on side and I docked him a, a points. a bit harsh, a harsh. Seven. I,
0: saw, I, I, saw, I saw a few people on um, on Twitter talking about Dean maybe saying that was his best game for us yeah very <laughs> good that's Luke that's Luke
1: Dean. Accurate? Yeah, very accurate very good going forward as well he had a hand in, in two of the goals Luke Dean very good today defensively and offensively yeah um, yeah, I don't know how he... I've seen Benidorm last week. I've seen Dean was starting. It's a miraculous recovery from his <laughs> collarbone. Yeah. Uh, Gerard ruled him out for the final two games, maybe, but he's come back now and done really well. So, um, long may that continue.
0: Yeah, I'll have whatever uh, Lucas Dean's had for breakfast over the last few right. weeks. He's, he's really turned it around. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. It's a uh, quick one after the games, as always. Obviously, I've not seen the full game properly, so it's hard to kind of have too much of an opinion. Um. Yeah, well, it's a bit of a weird week, isn't it, with us playing on on Tuesday with with Liverpool. So we might do another podcast on Monday, potentially, and kind of look ahead to Liverpool a little bit deeper. Um, Yeah, so so exactly. We might do uh, definitely a Facebook Live. I don't know if it'll be a full podcast. Um, We'll do the post-match show for Liverpool on Wednesday morning because it's a a night game on Tuesday. And then it's... um, Sunday isn't it for Crystal Palace you said so yeah a bit of a funny week but the season ends in two weeks so let's enjoy the rest of it while we can and get another couple of wins under our belt hopefully
1: Um,
0: yeah it's nice isn't it I mean it's like I said before about people saying oh it's only Burnley but a win just makes everything feel better for me I'll beat anyone it's three points it's enjoyable it makes the rest of your week easier I don't care who it is just winning games is fun so let's just enjoy it um Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, as always. Ash, thanks for your time. Get yourself back to your car and back home. Well, I have one little gripe, and this is just a noise, but not about the game. Gerard said about sending the fans happy home up the M6. I was like, nah, it's down the M6. <laughs> I hate stuff like that. People say, oh, I'm going up to London. No, it's not. You're going down to London from here. Yeah. Anyway, get yourself back down the M6, Ash, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Um, thanks very much for watching. I'm going to leave you with the 1982 trailer, as always, and uh, we'll see you again later in the week.
2: They had the trophy on the pitch And they were throwing it around to each other I just felt that day Angry I just No, I just felt <laughs> We're going to take this off you next season
1: The work rate from that team was Unbelievable
2: Is that it? including me, and Shurey? <laughs> yes, that's including everyone. That's <laughs> my get up for you and was I think he was a type of <coughs> manager Who would quite happily win every game 1-0 Didn't he? Yeah. Yes he, was like, you know, he didn't want to win 4-3 or no. 5-4 no. It wasn't like that You give nothing away yeah. Tony didn't come in and uh, give any ultimatums or anything like that. We we all knew Tony anyway, Uh, but Tony didn't need to say anything to us. He just needed to sort of be in charge of us. I felt we were in charge of ourselves. Our destiny was in our hands. It wasn't wasn't in a new manager coming in and taking over, you know.
1: And I walked over to him,
0: sat down next to him, and he turned around and he went, You were lucky.
2: (laughs) Did you mean to hit the post with the shot? You know, from me on <laughs> <right> out. <And laughs> did you it... still wind him up about that and coming up the No, we don't, we don't wind him up. No, he scored the goal, listen. <laughs> none of us care. God, I wish I had scored it.
0: The best thing about it was, as, we, as
1: you were speaking earlier, is that team is the best team the club have ever had and never will
2: have. I mean, I just think to myself, you know, being captain, there's no way I could have gone up with a Bayern shirt on. I just knew I couldn't do that. And if you can go through. A whole season and trusting each other, in fact two seasons really, and trusting each other wholeheartedly, that is fantastic. We never had that again after, after the European Cup final. The team of 80, 81, 82, yeah, are true legends in Aston Villa folklore. And, and for me, like, that just makes us, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're history, and I love that.